What's up, Internet? Welcome back to Episode 7 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And Pixelpar. Hey, guys. On this week's show, we're talking about new games coming to the NES Online, the trailer for Detective Pikachu, and much, much more. Uh, so, Steve, you've been playing a little Diablo 3 this week. Uh, yeah, when I when I say a little, like, 35 hours, but yeah, it's... Oh, um, okay. So, it's a little. I was I was away in uh, Amsterdam, and playing that game in the airport was absolutely amazing. Like, me and my boyfriend just, like, took a Joy-Con each, and we're just, like, playing split screen on it. Tiny, tiny screen. You can barely see anything, but it was pretty... It was fun. And it's a ridiculously solid 60 frames a second. I'm amazed by how well it plays. Even in handheld? Yeah, even in handheld. It's solid 60 frames a second. I have had a nice. couple of slowdowns in the in some of the later levels where it's just absolutely ridiculous. I'm playing on Torment level 2, which is... So there's there's loads of levels of difficulty. It starts at normal, then there's hard, master... Uh, expert master torment and then torment goes up to level five once you get to torment what the number of enemies is just insane and it takes forever to kill anything so i accidentally made my character a tank i think because he's got like 13 million armor and only does like a hundred thousand attacks so i'm just stood there taking zero damage but it takes absolutely ages to uh, kill anything so <laughs> I, I think i need someone else to play with play with that's actually got a bit uh a bit of dps so that's one of my favorite things about diablo like i i haven't played much but i played diablo 3 when it came to consoles like originally when i was in college and just the number modifiers are so like gross, like thirteen million. Like, why do you need thirteen million defense or to deal a hundred thousand damage? Like, cut off some of those zeros. It's it's uh, it's bizarre as well because it comes up as like two thousand k before it switches over to a million. So that's like two million. It's like <laughs> two thousand three hundred and fourteen k, and it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's uh, is a really great game and. I'm sure we'll probably be doing like a game of the year episode at some point, and it's probably firmly on my list of contenders. You can't put it on your list of games. This was my. This was going to be my question for when we start deciding. Is it's a six-year-old game? Can you put a game that's been re-released? Because if you think about what's come out this year, it's mainly been re-releases. No, you gotta, you gotta pick new games. Yeah, you, you can't choose a game from like, no, it doesn't count. One of the other contenders is Undertale. It's like one of the games I've enjoyed the most playing this year, and you're saying I can't put that on there either. No. Even though it only released for this console you can, this you year. You can put it on the honorable mentions list. Okay, well there's gonna be a lot of honorable mentions. That's fine. Have, we'll we'll do a best port section you can put it on that okay i like fine. that oh wait yeah. guys are we gonna come up with like a suite are we gonna give out multiple awards because i'm so down for that <laughs> we have the perfect voting body we can never have a tie it's awesome <laughs> that's very true <laughs> i'll make little uh, crappy paper trophies and we'll post them to the uh, developers like really bad it's <laughs> <laughs> the I'll... loot pot seal of quality yeah the plant it... pot with a bit of paper in it no what we should do is we should buy a bunch of piranha plant like plushes and stick them in a little painted pot and mail it to the developer (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to have some serious thoughts then if i can put diablo on the list no yeah not acceptable you got you gotta you gotta have it be a new game the only way well speaking of that like the game awards 
like the actual the game awards announced their like contenders and i haven't played a single one of the games of the year oh my the only God. one on the list is celeste for for switch yeah celeste I played it i'm so happy that celeste got that nod and for me right now that's probably my front runner for nintendo switch game of the year if i had to if i had to pick like off the top of my head right now that's that's the first game that comes to mind for sure I think the only actual Nintendo games that got in were Labo Kit and Tennis for Family Game, Mario Tennis. What other new ones have there been other than those two, though? They've all, like I said, they've all really been ports or re-releases up until now. I mean, from now, it's you got Pokemon and Smash, but those are like stacked right at the end of the year, and you probably miss like the Game of the Year chance with those two. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, they come. They're coming out too late to even be considered for like pretty much any major publication. Not us. <laughs> how have you not played any of the uh, game of the year contenders though you've got loads in there i haven't got time to play 70 hours of red dead redemption a million hours of spider you just told me you played 300 hours of diablo 30 hours okay maybe i do have time but <laughs> <laughs> 30 hours would have been enough for you to play spider-man twice <laughs> the difference is i have to sit in front of my tv that is the big difference and like i play a lot of my switch portably I, I don't know. Like maybe maybe I should. I like Sony are gonna clean up though with Spider Man and God of War and Yeah, I mean literally the only game on that list I haven't touched at all is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Which... Oh you played Monster Hunter as well. I did, yeah. I played that for a bit at the beginning of the year, uh for probably like a solid month or so, and then Far Cry five came out and I was like, Well I'm good. <laughs> that that's Monster Hunter World that got nominated, wasn't it? Yes, it yes. was. Yeah. Yeah. The PS4 one. I mean, that's the other problem. Like, Generations came out, but that was a re-release. So you can't include that as a central game of the year on Switch. It's almost like Nintendo got to put out their, you know, original games earlier in the year or something. (laughs) (laughs) Please, like, last year, they cleaned up. It was like every game of the year conversation was, all right, is it Nintendo or is it Nintendo? Yeah, like, I watched the the BAFTAs, uh, the BAFTA Game Awards, and the same guy, like, strolled down to the stage, like, five times to pick up, oh, I'm here on behalf of you know, the Zelda team, and, oh, now I'm here on behalf of the uh, Super Mario Odyssey team. I would love to be that PR guy. You know, it's like, I did nothing to work on these games, but I will happily accept five rewards on behalf of my company. <laughs> it's like <laughs> carrying out the BAFTAs, like, <laughs> just cradling them in your arms. It probably wasn't even a PR guy. It was just some guy from eBay, like, Lee's going to make them. <laughs> I'll just keep going up because they're all in Japan. <laughs> They just like, like, oh shit, we got to hire an intern just so we have somebody to send to this stupid show. (laughs) No disrespect to the Baptists, just kidding. (laughs) So Pixel, you and I have been doing just a bang up job of being Nintendo pundits this week uh, and have done nothing but play Red Dead Redemption (laughs) 2. Yep, that's pretty bad to be fair. Um, I looked at my Nintendo Switch, does that count? I think you've come to the point, though, on Nintendo Switch, on the Friends section, where it just says offline. It's been that long since you picked it up. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I am waiting for Pokemon and Smash. You know, Switch will take over my life then. But at the moment, I've been obsessed with PS4 and Red Dead. I've just been off doing my cowboy adventures, and the only thing that my Nintendo Switch has been used for is to watch King of the Hill, now that they brought it to Hulu in the States. (laughs) So... That's what I've been playing this week, King of the Hill. <laughs> so if you want to let us know what you've been playing this week, or uh, 
about um, what games we should be playing on Nintendo Switch, remember you can hit us up at Potscast at Lupots.com. That's P-O-T-S-C-A-S-T at Lupots.com. Follow at Lupots on Twitter and hit us up over there. Or visit us, as always, at Lupots.com. All right, so kicking off the news this leak. This leak? What leak? <laughs> this leak. You know, oh, well, actually, that's a Pokemon reference, you know? We're, we're going to be talking about Gen 1, Farfetch'd, he holds a leak. It all makes sense. But before we talk about Pokemon, we're going to be talking about the new NES games that are coming this month. Uh, so we already, you know, announced earlier um, that, like, Metroid was going to be coming, but now we know that Mighty Bomb, Jack, which I have no idea what that is, uh, along with Twin B will also be coming, and uh, a special version of Gradius. Yeah, there's a, the special version of, of Gradius just showed up again, and it's they've not acknowledged it, just like they did with the Zelda one. It's really quite odd that they just decide not to market those at all. Yeah, it's interesting that they're just, like, dropping them, mm. like, with very little fanfare. And it's, I don't know. Like, that seems like something that you'd... They released 43 videos on the Nintendo YouTube channel this week. You'd think maybe we could get an update or something, but I don't know. <laughs> The yeah, the Gradius uh, special is is subtitled Stage Five and Maxed Out. It basically plops you in Stage Five with like a maxed out ship. The description is, you know, the Vic Viper's never been stronger. In the special version, you'll begin from Stage Five of Seven, armed to the teeth with the strongest equipment, including laser instead of double. So I I have never played Gradius. Does anyone know what that means? I have no idea what's going on. Okay, well, that, yeah. I'm interested if they carry on the special trend, which it seems like they they're going to, because we didn't know that they were going to do Gradius. What do you think the next one's going to be? My guess is Metroid, but what do you think they would do to it? Mm. I mean, Metroid seems like an easy one where you could just start the game with all the items or something like that, but that also like eliminates a lot of the game. So you know that that's it's tough. I don't know some of these games. It's hard to think about how you can give an advantage without breaking the system. Yeah, I mean, because um, uh, like a, a Metroidvania game is all about collecting things and unlocking it and going back to a different section. If you can just get everything at the beginning and then just run straight through it, then it kind of eliminates the whole point of the game, doesn't it? I, it definitely changes the flow. You know, it would make it a straight line instead of a backtracking affair. And I don't know that that would be a good thing. Maybe they could go in the opposite direction. They could start making games harder as the kind of special editions, so double damage. Things like that. That's an easy tweak for a ROM as well. Mario, no upgrades. Like every every single question block is a poison mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> so these um these new NES games, they're out today, which is in the few in the past when people are listening to this, right? November the fourteenth. Yeah, yes, yes. So this episode will probably be out tomorrow. So today, if you're listening, it's a whole weird mind fuck. <laughs> Have you have you two been playing any of the NES games? It felt like it sort of was like, oh, this is really cool. I'll play these, and I played them five minutes, and then never touched it again. The, the novelty's worn off for me already. I played them quite a lot when they first came out. Now I'm not really bothered about going back and trying these out anymore, unless they really release something that I've never played before and I've always been interested in. Yeah, for me right now, I've been in kind of a lull because there just hasn't been... I mean, uh, really, it's just because I've had other things to do, you know? Like, when when it first dropped, obviously, there was the novelty, but, like, I also just really like retro games, you know? Like, I have a lot of fun poking around with NES games. Like, I did a Let's Play um, over on my YouTube channel, The Video Game Pals, to do, like, of um, Solomon's Key, 
like just to like goof goof around and be like, oh, what's this like? And then I played Solomon's Key for like six hours that night because I was like, this is awesome, you know. Like, and I I love like games that are super hard and like figuring out you know the patterns and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely have put a lot of time in with them, but like now that there's been new things to play, it's like okay, well. I'm not going to spend my time playing an NES game. You know, like, I'm playing Red Dead right now. And before that, like, just so much new stuff coming out, like, all these new Netflix shows and just all this stuff that was keeping me occupied that, like, there was no reason to double back. But I think next time that there's, like, a lull, I'll, I'll definitely put some more time in with, with some of these. And I definitely plan on pl- putting some time in with Metroid because I've never, like, actually played Metroid. In terms of hard retro games... um, if you enjoyed that, you might want to try out Mighty Bomb Jack because that punishes you if you take too many upgrades and stuff. Oh, okay. So you, you might be interested in that one. It's definitely worth checking out if you're into that kind of thing. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I've never heard of Mighty Bomb Jack or Twin B, so I'll, I'll definitely at least check them out. Uh, so moving right along, we also got the release of YouTube on Nintendo Switch this week, which um, is cool. I learned... That that's the first video app that you guys have, because apparently you didn't get Hulu. I don't even know what Hulu is, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I'm guessing it's like Netflix, right? Yeah. Is it just not a thing in the UK? No. Hulu is lots of different channels, right? It's like Fox and Disney and ABC. Yeah. And like the, the big thing with Hulu is like, unlike Netflix, they update like modern shows as they air. So, like, you know, if you if you watch, I don't know, like any like sitcom or whatever, like 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 Bob's Burgers, right? Like I watch Bob's Burgers and every Sunday at like three in the morning, the episode that just aired that night ends up on Hulu. OK, so it's not as big of a gap with with a lot of the content. But then they also have a lot of like legacy stuff in the UK. We have Now TV, which is run by Sky. And I think that's probably the same thing to Hulu. No, in the US. Na- Now TV is totally different. Really? So now TV is like an alternative to Netflix that also gets you Sky shows. So Sky shows that run on like Sky One, that kind of stuff. In the UK, unfortunately, every single channel is separate. So you have 4OD, 5 On Demand, ITV Player, BBC iPlayer. Every single one's a separate app. So if you want, if we want those on on the Nintendo Switch, we have to hope and pray that every single channel decides to make an app. So we can watch that shows. Wow. So you guys are screwed, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the the, the most likely one to come is iPlayer, because they're, they're our public broadcaster. But other than that, I can't see any of the other main shows. I, I hope that Netflix eventually comes. I think YouTube being on there is the, the biggest video app in the world that hopefully Netflix will will be soon to follow, but we'll have to find wait and see i guess this whole situation is so confusing to me like why this is happening like i don't understand like there's netflix on the 3ds the 3ds the og 3ds can play netflix i wonder if they struck up a deal with hulu or something there's there's got to be a reason why hulu was allowed yet netflix wasn't unless it's just regional license problems i just think netflix didn't want to add it but why like Netflix, Netflix is only just ending support for the Wii, the original Wii. You can still watch Netflix on. I just, I think they wouldn't. I, I don't know whether it was just a case of like, like some publishers, like EA, were just kind of seeing if the Switch would take off. Like, why invest time into something if you don't know if it's going to be successful? But now the Switch has proven to be successful. That's obviously why YouTube's on it. 
hopefully Netflix says, oh, yeah, it's successful. YouTube's there. We should probably be there too. But personally, I have zero desire to watch TV on my Switch. I have other things that I watch TV on. When I'm out and about, I'll watch it on my phone. When I'm at home, I have an Apple TV that I use to watch TV. So I I get that there is a desire for it. And I think especially younger people who want to have this portable device might not have a good smartphone where they can watch YouTube and Netflix and then plug it into their TV in their bedroom or whatever. I think there is a definite need for and desire for it. Just personally, it's not something that I would use. Yeah, for me, it's just a case of if I'm playing my Switch and then I want to put Netflix on, I don't want to have to turn off my Switch, press my HDMI switcher thing, go onto my PlayStation and then load up Netflix. It's just, you know, that's inconvenient. I'd rather just be able to switch straight to the Netflix app. And I mean, Nintendo should want to give you that option, right? Like they should want you to be spending your time on the Switch as much as possible, not switching it up and and then you're like, oh, maybe I'll play some more Red Dead instead of getting back into whatever Nintendo game you were playing, you know? Yeah, I mean, a, a, apparently Reggie said that they, they'd they love, when Hula came to platform, Reggie said they'd love to have Netflix on the platform, but, you know, that's a question for Netflix as to why it's not there. So it doesn't seem like it's, it's Nintendo restricting uh, Netflix from being on there because of Hulu. It just seems that Netflix have, haven't bothered to do it, which is strange because the YouTube app itself is literally just a web view. It's the same web view as every single app on all of their tv apps and netflix's app is just a web view on most other platforms on android tv on the playstation on the xbox it's just a web view so they could do the exact same thing that youtube has done it's just a case of configuring the joy con when you push it right to be a right arrow (laughs) on the keyboard that's it maybe they're working on motion controls for netflix that's why it's taking so long (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i i I feel like there's got to be something to what you're saying, Steve, in terms of them maybe just waiting to test the waters. But it it just it seems so strange. Like there's you know millions of units sold already. The thing's obviously popular. Like why wouldn't you want to be on that platform? But uh, I know like for me, it's been it's been a very unique problem that the Switch doesn't have Netflix because. Like you, Steve, like I have plenty of other means of watching, you know, these these things like I have a smart TV, I have a PS4, but those things are all on my main entertainment center. You know, like I have two switch docks. I have one for my main TV and one for the one in my bedroom, you know, and like especially like I said, I made a joke about it earlier, but in October when there was like three or four new Netflix shows that I wanted to be watching in bed before I went to sleep. It was like, man, it would be really great if there was a freaking Netflix app on my Switch, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a small complaint, but when you're talking about a console that I already like so much, at this point, it's really just the quality of life stuff that's missing for me. And like, this is a big one because it's just inconvenient. And if you see the Switch as just essentially a tablet when you take the Joy-Cons off, it is convenient to use and hold. I think the YouTube app there doesn't let you use touch controls. Is that right, Pixel? No, you can use touch controls. You just can't use touch controls to scroll through videos. So when you're going through videos in a horizontal view, you can't swipe to go through them. But it has full touch controls otherwise. Okay, so you have to like touch the next arrow rather than swipe through them. Like I think you have to use a D-pad. I just don't think touch controls work on scrolling through videos, whereas you can tap to play, tap to go through menus, all that kind of stuff. 
Okay, so it's just kind of an oversight. Hopefully they add that because then you could just sit in bed, take the Joy-Cons off, dump them somewhere and just hold essentially what is a seven-inch tablet. Yeah. So aside from Netflix, uh, what other apps are you guys interested in seeing come to Switch? Or, or, if any. Hmm. I'd like a drawing app, I think. I don't know if you've got one already, but I'd like an app where you can draw, but I guess you don't have a stylus like the 3DS and stuff. So maybe that's that's not quite viable enough. Pick chat. Let's bring pick chat back. <laughs> the original <laughs> DS. <laughs> a, a general messaging app would be brilliant just to talk to each other through that rather than having to go through other means. I, I think if they could bring, say, Discord in and integrate with that, if they didn't want to make their own thing, but I think they're always going to push you out to, unfortunately, the Nintendo online app. Such a bad idea. Yeah, it is. But for, for me, I don't know if there are any other apps I can say, oh, I. I really wish this would come. Like the what other apps have we had? Like a comic book app that's been announced. Mm-hmm. There was the like DJ app that was I think is out. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 like I think at least two programs that you can use to make music. There's a uh, a, a like electronic musician I really like. His name is Ace Waters, and he like does a project where he was doing it once a week, but now once a month he makes an album just using his Nintendo Switch which is dope. So, yeah, I feel like the drawing app, like, they could just sell a stylus. You know, like, they could make a stylus that's for that, you know? Yeah, that, that'd have to be Nintendo making a drawing app themselves then, I should yeah. imagine. Yeah, or, or, like, licensing someone to do so. Like, oh, this is the official app, and there's the pen you can buy at Target or whatever. <laughs> buy Hori, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, true. I feel like, for me, aside from Netflix, the only other, like, major thing that feels like it's missing and like i don't even care about this but i feel like younger people do is twitch you know like when that when that finally came to playstation 4 that was a big deal do you mean actual streaming or watching twitch i mean both like watching twitch is i think probably more important but if you could have the app also allow you to natively stream from your switch like using the share function that would be you know superb i don't know if that's that's actually possible um in terms of te- technically but uh, yeah i mean i don't i don't know enough about the switch's innards to comment on that but i think at the very least having you be able to tune into a twitch broadcast on your switch is something that they should want to achieve especially younger gamers are really active on twitch and i feel like that's just an added bonus for for those people was it on the wii u i don't think it was i think playstation 4 is the only console that has a twitch app xbox does have twitch they removed the native functionality for mixer oh but you can you can still stream to twitch and you can still watch it on the xbox okay because i know like mixer is their kind of like competitor to twitch so i didn't i wasn't sure if they had that there okay so the the wii u obviously had a internet browser didn't it so people were using that to watch twitch on this yeah on the wii u but that wasn't a native app that's the other thing, then, an internet browser. So you can, I mean, it gets around a lot of this as you just browse to Netflix.com in the browser. Yeah. Do we even have native kind of capture exports to YouTube now that we've got the app? No. So they haven't even implemented that yet? No. no you can only upload the videos to Facebook or Twitter. They really need to add YouTube to that. Make it so much easier for people to share their little clips. Yeah, and yeah. it's only a 30-second thing, and that's the perfect thing for Twitch clips because people use those Twitch clips all the time to share like things that streamers have done, and you can share those around. 
And if you were using like the 30 second record functionality, you're say watching Twitch, you just hold that and it makes a Twitch clip or something. They could do something really cool with it. Considering YouTube's probably Twitch's biggest competitor in terms of watching streamed videos and stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if Twitch now actively starts developing for the Switch if they haven't already. Otherwise, they're kind of losing a chunk of their potential audience straight away. So you know what's something I was just thinking about, and I I wonder if this maybe has something to do with the Netflix stuff, is um, I know both of you guys have recorded video in the past. Are you you familiar with, um, I think it's the DHC setting... There's some setting on the PlayStation 4 you have to turn off whenever you want to do capture. Yeah, the digital protection. Right. I wonder if the Switch's digital protection like, isn't robust enough for Netflix. The Switch doesn't have that built in. It's just plain old video. I wonder if that's their concern. Maybe. I'm not sure. That is stripped out with an HDMI splitter in about two seconds anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope that's not the reason they're, they're not putting it on, but... I can see I could see that being a reason the DRM not being there on Android only certain phones have the reason it came late to Android was because Android's easily rootable it has a, a license key that's assigned to each Android device when it's made and Netflix licenses it and it checks for that every single time that you sign in with Netflix. So going back to that actually sorry YouTube the Nintendo Switch games don't have that built in anywhere but the YouTube app does implement it. So you licensing yeah, so if you try and, because I was going to record a um, a quick look at the YouTube app on Switch, and I couldn't, it kept kicking me out because I was trying to record the YouTube app. So it does have digital protection on YouTube, so Netflix could do the same thing. I don't know then, I don't know. This whole this whole situation has been very confusing to me from the start, like why these things weren't figured out for launch and why it seems like there's like a really slow adoption for what is proven to be a really popular piece of technology, you know, like they're the, the switch is like, you know, biting at Microsoft's heels in terms of switch sales versus Xbox one. So it's like the fact that there is any hesitation to adopt it is strange to me. I wonder if it's easier to get it onto like Xbox, for instance, because Microsoft already have a similar code base for their PC system. So it's probably a lot easier and they make it, I guess, but isn't the switch OS built on Android? No, it's not. No, okay. I no, thought. That, I thought I. Yeah, that was a rumor a while ago that it was based on. Um, okay. Android. Okay. I think it's actually based off a kind of customized Linux, as far as I'm aware, but not actually Linux. Just kind of similar code base. Okay, so that could that could also make it more complicated because that that's far less simple. The other thing is is codecs and potentially decoding decoding them. YouTube, I don't know. Do, do you know if it supports uh, the VP9 codec? Does it play 60 frames per second video? I believe it does dot. I'm not sure about handheld. Okay, so it supports VP9 then because that is one thing the Apple TV doesn't support is 60 frames per second video on YouTube because they refuse to support Google's codec. So there should be no reason why Netflix can't do it then. I don't know what codecs they use, but it seems like they can add it. Maybe it's a case of the Wi-Fi is not strong enough. Something stupid like that. When they've done trial runs and they can get it to stream smoothly, so they're like, we'll come back when there's a revision to the Switch. Or... I've just thought of another one I would love is Spotify and being able to background play audio because I that do that be all the time on the other consoles. Yeah. I was going to suggest Spotify. It's a shame Nintendo don't put any of their soundtracks on Spotify. That really bugs me. 
I know. Yeah, I'd love to just bop along to some of the Mario Odyssey ones. What's the one? Steam Gardens. I absolutely love that track. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just like, come on, Nintendo. Engage with the culture a little bit. You know, like, <laughs> Toby Fox puts all of his soundtracks up on Bandcamp like a G. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so moving along, we also got uh, the announcement of a really cool little piece of tech from 8BitDo, their wireless GameCube controller adapter. Uh, so I wrote a, a little article about it over on LootPots.com where you can go and check it out and uh, get the full breakdown. But uh, did you guys get a chance to check this out? I read the article, you're right. It looked very, very cool. Um, I, the wireless thing bugs me. Like, it is a wire. You have to plug a wire into the controller. Is it really <laughs> wireless? Yeah, it's uh, wireless might be a little misleading, but <laughs> it's it certainly seems like really convenient. So, okay, so if you didn't get a chance to check out my article yet, I'll, I'll just give you a basic breakdown. Essentially, 8BitDo has released, or is, a, is going to release alongside Smash Brothers, this little, like, dongle. It's, it's a little plastic oval, and it has um, an input where you can plug in your GameCube controller, an NES Classic, an SNES Classic, or a um, the Wii Classic controller. And then it also has, like, a screenshot button, a home button, like all the stuff you would need to make it operate like a regular controller. And it connects to your Switch uh, according to a BitDo in the same way that a Wiimote would connect to a Wii. So I'm pretty sure that's Bluetooth. Yeah, I imagine so. What a weird way of describing it. Why didn't they just say it connects like a pro controller? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought that was kind of weird too, but... uh Essentially, it allows you to use any of the con- the aforementioned controllers like a pro controller for any game, which is, I mean, really exciting. We've talked on the show a lot about the desire for uh, a better D-pad on the Nintendo Switch. And, you know, we talked a little bit about Hori's solution. Steve has a great review for that up on Lupots as well, if you want to go check that out. Um, but this seems like a really... I mean, if their promise of zero latency is like true then this seems like a great solution not only for being able to use your gamecube controller while you're playing smash in like you know handheld mode but also if you want to use an nes controller with the nes online games or if you want to use an nes controller for celeste or something like that like that is that that seems like a great deal so i'm i'm really interested in What's the price point of it? I can't remember. Was it expensive or is it relatively cheap? It was only like 20 bucks or something like that. Let me pull up the article real quick. $19.99. Yep. Yeah, so only 20 bucks. That's, like, that's a really good price, you know? If I feel looking. like that's super affordable. Because how much can you pick a GameCube controller for now? Dirt cheap? Buy that? and yeah, It's like 20 bucks, I think. I'm sure that'd work out cheaper than kind of the third-party GameCube controllers, wouldn't it? For Switch? I, I don't know, actually. Those ones were pretty cheap. They're like wireless third-party ones. I can't remember the name of the company that was making them. I think, like, conceivably, though, like, buying a new, even one of the new, like, Smash Monogram GameCube controllers with this adapter would be about the same price or cheaper than a Pro Controller. Pro Controllers are expensive, though. They are, they really yeah. Are. They're worth it, but they're expensive. Yeah, for sure. But, like, that, like, I don't know. I feel like 40 to $60 is, like, a totally reasonable investment for what this has to offer and like again for me it really comes down to the latency like if there's no delay i i gotta pick one of these up like you kidding me like i'll never have to use uh (laughs) a joy con to play an nes game again sounds good 
I presume that they'll pretty much be the same latency as any third-party wireless controller or the Pro controller. They've probably just hijacked that that method of communicating with the Switch. Yeah, that's how their other controllers, like the uh, N30 Pro and things like that, connect. So it'll probably be it. It usually shows up for those controllers as a Pro controller picture. Right. So they've probably just done the same thing there. Maybe, maybe it'll show up as a Wiimote. That's why they said that. <laughs> and yeah, I mean. The, the general conversation around 8-BitDo seems to be positive. You know, like, I definitely know that there have been some older models that had, like, desync issues and stuff like that. But from what I've heard uh, from pundits that I follow that have one, they love them. Some people use it as their main controller, and they seem to be, you know, in good shape. So when I saw this, it, it definitely it definitely piqued my interest. And one of the other cool things about it is it has a switch on the thing. Uh, like on the dongle that you can flip so that you can actually use it with um, with your PC. Okay. It's like, I forget the name of the program, but there's like a program that you need to make your your Pro Controller work on PC. It actually natively works in Steam now. Yeah. Oh, really? They Okay. So before they added the native support, there is the program that everybody used to use to add your PS4 before they added that. and So it, it's, a, it's a very popular program, and I mentioned it in the article if you're interested. But uh, you can easily connect your GameCube, NES, whatever controller to your PC with this as well. So it has that added value if you're a PC player and, you know, maybe you want to use a classic controller for a platform or something like that. Like, so I, I don't know. This seems like a really good deal. I'm thinking about picking it up day one and seeing how it goes. So if I do decide to, uh, you know, pull the trigger on this one, uh, you can expect some reactions and maybe a little review up on loopots.com. So if you guys are interested in this and you want to see me get it and tell you if it's worth your money, write in and uh, and let me know. Even I'll, one I'll write person in and I'll tell you because do I don't it want to then! spend $20 if, if I don't have to. And it's $17.99 <laughs> here, so I don't want to have to spend $17.99 if I don't have to. I'll get Pete to spend the money. All right, so moving right along, talking about what's out this week on Friday, November 16th, we've got Civilization VI coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I'm excited about this, but that is a strange day to release it, and we'll find out why in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys played Civilization before? I've looked at it, and it looks very complex. I adore Civilization. I've played Civilization since Civilization Two. I love the game. I'm so happy that we've got a version of it here it's actually come out on ipad before so it's not the first time this has been portable but it is now finally the a proper full civilization on a portable handheld nintendo console so if i want if i wanted to get into civilization is this four or six six this is six six, yeah what's the learning curve of it is it a lot to invest in to get used to it or can i Um, pick it up (laughs) like yes and no like i uh, so Steven, you you're like a big Civ guy, so I feel like my opinion might here might be a little more okay. valuable because I'm not like I've played Civ, but it's not it's not a thing I know super intimately, and I w- I've been able to pick it up. Like it's very deep, and there's a fucking lot to get into when you like are first learning it. So like I think it feels more el- overwhelming than it really is. Like if you've ever played a like top level management sim. You know, like something like uh, Tropico or or even SimCity or something like that. Like it's it's a lot like that, but also an RTS, but it's like mm-hmm. turn based. Have you played the Age of Empires? <clears throat> no. 
<laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot like that. Uh, it, so it's like I don't know. I there's a lot to get into, but if if any of the things that we just said are games that are like appealing or sound appealing to you, it's probably worth checking out. But I think the big thing with Civ is like it's really best played with other people. Yeah, pl- yeah. Play it online or play split screen. Find out what the win conditions are. The best one is get into space and um, build your civilization up from there. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> There are there are many win conditions. One is like one's like getting your religion around to every single country. One's like taking over the whole world with your empire. One of them is winning the space race. No, no, that's so fine. I to... thought you said wind conditions because it's oh, easier wind. to get to no, space. I was like, what? You need to wait for a certain weather. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Basically, it's like you you have like scientific victory, religious victory, military victory. And, oh, okay, uh, that makes sense. It, and it's interesting. Is there's lots of like little fun things about it. Like you can like like if you play your cards right, like you can develop you know like the automobile like 500 years before you were supposed to, or <laughs> you can make you know like India led by Gandhi like an evil nuclear power and stuff like that. Like you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's actually funny the Gandhi thing. Like I think it. Steven, you'll probably remember this better than me. I think it was Civilization 2, maybe. There was whatever the first one where they added nuclear weaponry. Uh, they, they, So, okay. There's a modifier in Civ of likeliness, right? And uh, anything, like, likely can go from uh, 1 to, I want to say, like, 255 or something like that, right? But there's no negative numbers, but there are negative modifiers. So with Gandhi... He starts his nuclear aggression at one. So if any negative modifier gets placed on that, he immediately jumps to 255 and becomes like super trigger happy, like ready to annihilate the world. And the devs of Civ thought that's thought it was so funny that like they put in every game since then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so Civ is a great time. I don't really see myself playing it on Switch because... I definitely think it's a game that's more at home on PC. No way. It's, it will be perfect with a touchscreen. It's going to be so good. I, I don't think it'll be bad. I think I'd much rather play it on Switch than on like a PS4 or something like that. You know? Is it, has it got lots of, of sub menus and stuff, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you have to go into the menus and manage your people and like manage your uh, army and things like that. So you do have to go into different menus and then you have to like navigate across like uh, octagonal blocks. So if you've ever played Catan, they look exactly like that, and yeah. you move across those on the map. So I guess touchscreen-wise, that would be really easy to use, but when it's mm-hmm. docked, it might be a bit awkward. Yeah, I, I think the bigger issue is just that, like, the game is so multiplayer-centric, you know, that, like, is this a game that you're going to... Like, if you're willing to, like, jump on a Discord with your friends and play that way, like, it'll be fine. But I think, like, just in general, I think of Civ as a more PC-friendly experience. So I'm probably not going to pick it up here, but I I am glad to see the port come because Civilization is awesome, and the more people that get exposed to it, um, the better. It's certainly a really solid franchise. It's one of the games I love playing with real people in the room, so you can kind of rub it in their face when you're winning, and then they usually <laughs> like take over and beat you and destroy you in the end. So it's it's sort of like a board game style thing where Definitely. you can kind of really gloat about it. I think it's also like a board game because for as many games of Civ as I've started, I think I've finished probably 1% of them. <laughs> it's like risk in that regard, yeah. Yeah, because it's like a six-hour investment. <laughs> 
If you think Risk is bad, you should play the Game of Thrones board game. Oh, is that bad? I played it with a friend once for about, I think it was 16 to 24 hours. It's in between Jesus. those two. Non- oh. We had to take breaks. He was over for of the weekend. Of and- Jeez. I'd like to see that come to Switch. That'd be interesting. <laughs> 24 hour live stream. Let's do it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm guessing no one's picking Civilization up on launch day then. No. <laughs> and why is that? Well, because there's another little game that's coming out that day. You might have heard of it. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it was really big in the 90s, Pokemon, you know, I don't know. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee also drop on Friday, November 16th. So tomorrow, probably, for you listeners. So let's talk about this. Let's 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 dig in. Okay, before you know what? We, before we get into that, on Tuesday next week, Warframe is coming out. Yes. That's a big title that's been promised for a while. So I just wanted to, like, point out that it is finally coming. Everyone know what Warframe is? Yes. Like an online shooter. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm familiar with Warframe. Uh, a, a friend of mine was really into it, like when it first came out, and um, obviously it came to PS4 and I want to say Xbox as well. A couple months later, so this is you know, if you're a big dork who likes big MMOs, this will be this is good for you. <laughs> and it's free to play, so there's no reason not to check it out. Like, and presumably because it's free to play, won't need a Nintendo Switch Online subscription, just like Fortnite. So is it? Like um, Dota and no, no it's a no, third no. person shooter with okay. uh, like classes. So similar it's more like Destiny. Destiny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I think it was really popular with people who wanted to play Destiny on PC, <laughs> like when <laughs> Destiny was you know like new. <laughs> uh, so Pokemon. For the rest of the show, we're talking Pokemon. We got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. We got Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. We got a Detective Pikachu trailer. So let's let's dig into this. Let's dig in. Uh, starting with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, boys. What? Where? Where are you at right now? What's your overall excitement level for these games? Um, it's we're we're gonna be playing them in literally two days now. So it's it's here. It's imminent. I think I'm probably somewhere around seven or eight. I haven't read many reviews yet, so I haven't looked into it properly. But based on what I know about the game, it seems like a nice. A nice Switch Pokemon game that I'll probably enjoy, but it's not as in-depth as I would probably want from a game. What about you, Steve? I'm a six or seven, having read many reviews. (laughs) Okay, so I might get knocked down a peg when I've read them. Uh, uh, To be honest, part of that is I'm still into Diablo, and I don't know if this is going to be enough to prise me away from it fully, but I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it and getting back to pokemon it's been a long time since i really properly played a pokemon i haven't played one really since the ds so oh wow it'll be nice to to get back into it how about you pete like what's your excitement level you're like a million because you're obsessed with pokemon ah that's why i'm not at a million though because oh, no. i have i have such complicated feelings about this game because I, I, actually i guess it's really not that complicated if, if i'm being honest if it wasn't for the fact that i was a critic who like you know, publicly is like, I'm a big Pokemon fan. I don't even know that I would play it. Cause I, I don't believe that's true. I think the first Pokemon that comes out on the modern Nintendo platform and you're not going to pick it up. That's that absolute. Yeah, and it's cause I'm a, I'm a mark. I'm a mark, you guys, but I'm not excited to play it because I, from their initial, initial announcement of this game, I was disappointed. 
Like, I am super into the idea of a remake of Pokemon Yellow, even more with the idea that I get to start with Eevee instead of Pikachu. But the just the Go mechanics are not something that I'm interested in spending more time with. Like, they're not fun. And the fact that, like, battling is the best part of Pokemon, and I'm going to be doing at least 50% less battles because all wild Pokemon is me flicking a ball... And I'm not even going to flick the ball because I'm probably going to play it in handheld. So it's going to just be, oh, aim the ball and press A. Like, that's not exciting. And the graphics are a turn on for me. Like, I am excited to revisit Kanto in in glorious HD and all that stuff. But, like, ah, I don't know. Especially with, like, Red Dead in my back pocket. It's kind of like, am I really going to stop playing Red Dead so I can replay another Pokemon game set in Kanto with babyfied mechanics? It's like, ugh. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I know you're going to end up doing it. You're going to have to, Pete, because it's our game club next week. And we I know. all have to play Pokemon Let's Go. <laughs> I I think the funny thing is um, I the, it's going to go one of two ways, boys. We're going to come into this and I'm going to have played a little bit and be really upset. Or the shill in me is going to have just been like, whatever. And I'll have beaten 75% of the game by the time we sit down. I like I read and watched a lot of reviews about this game because like you I was uneasy about the Pokemon Go mechanics and they actually alleviated a lot of my issues. So I was really concerned like you that there wasn't going to be enough battling and the catching Pokemon was going to be boring. But for me I don't want to spend my entire life grinding to get Pokemon and it seems like this allows you to see the Pokemon, go to the ones you don't have and pick them up. And there's additional mechanics like if you catch the same Pokemon over and over and over again, their stats increase. So there is that little bit of grinding to, you know, you want to catch a Rattata a million times in order to get a one with a higher IV and EV level. So I I don't know. Well, we'll have to see, but there are battles all over the place. It seems like there's just trainers standing there waiting to be battled. You can battle with friends. I think you can even battle with friends online, um, but I need to confirm that. Um, and then obviously you can become the master trainer, and then after that, you take on even more battles. Do we know if they've upped the amount of trainers in the game compared to, like, Pokemon Yellow to kind of compensate for the non-battle mechanic of catching? I hope so. From what I can tell, there's one in pretty much every area. So if you go into a cave, there'll be one that you can battle. If you go into a grassy area, there'll be someone you can battle. Yeah, I mean, So there'll be, like, a bug catcher or whatever wandering around. I just wonder how many, because that's, like, that's pretty standard it's just like there's i don't know because there's only like there's only like a few hundred people to battle in the like there's not that many trainers went right down to once you become though the what is it pokemon train is it gym master i have no idea it's when you when you beat the elite four yeah when you become the champion the league yeah once you've done that you can then take on a master trainer for every single pokemon in the game so if if battling is your kind of goal you can at least once you finish the game, there's that end game play of I really want to become the you know mas- the Charizard master. I will become the Blastoise master. master. I'll become the Meltan master because you know I'm clearly going to grind in Pokemon Go for a thousand hours to pick up a million Mel Metals. No, that's what I have Max for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I have to say, Steve, looking at the advanced reviews, it definitely makes me feel a little more positive. 
but it also makes me feel like some of my fears are like the fact that it's like settling in at like like it's Metacritic is 82 and I'm like that feels about right that feels like about the best this yeah. game was ever gonna be you know I think you can't really expect much more no. it is like baby's first Pokemon but I'm I'm ready just for some kind of flavor of Pokemon again. I agree with that sentiment. It's just like the the thing that you just said about this being baby's first Pokemon is like the most freaking patently offensive thing to me because it's like Pokemon is already for babies. I like yeah, it's I baby's love first JRPG. <laughs> yeah, like and I I say that with all of the love in my heart. Pokemon is baby's first RPG with the deepest strategy game I've ever played underneath the surface. And that's what it should be. It's a game with a high floor, or what is it? Low low floor, high c- ceiling. Yeah, yes. that's what I want to say. There, and, to, and to be honest, some of that strategy also seems to have been extracted going by the reviews. And we'll obviously have to make our, form our own opinions that we'll talk about next week. But rather than you having to figure out what Pokemon to pair with and, you know, oh, I'm taking on this rock Pokemon, so I should use, you know, whatever, a poison Pokemon. I have no idea what you use. What? Steve? Water. water. Water or grass or fighting or steel. Honestly, just okay, okay, fine. Uh, One of those. Poison Um, is one of the only ones that is resisted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rather than you even having to find that out, no, you can just ask the. I think it's like trainer mode or something. Like in Pokemon Go, it just tells you, "Oh, this is susceptible to water." That sucks, you know. And it's like I get it, like. They want to make the game more accessible, but it's like, I, I said this as a joke once, but I like the more I think about it, the more I feel this way. If Pokemon is too hard for you, maybe you shouldn't be playing video games. Like it's, it's so unbelievably easy. It's a turn-based RPG and the, like, yeah, the, the types are complicated, but it's freaking rock, paper, scissors. It's trial and error. Just spend a little bit of time figuring it out it's how you play a game like what if you're five years old man i got pokemon blue when i was five years old and i figured it the hell out taught me how to read steve are you telling me you don't want kids to know how to read (laughs) i don't even know how to respond to that (laughs) (laughs) to be fair it is a stepping stone game to get people into the franchise which isn't necessarily a bad thing long term so with the new Pokemon game coming up, maybe it's actually... Because I know people were worried that they're going to dumb that down too. But maybe this game is a stepping stone to bring people like Let's Go players or people that are new to the Pokemon franchise up to speed with kind of the basic mechanics until the new one comes out, which kind of raises the bar a bit higher. And without this game, maybe that would just cause a, an issue for people getting into it. So maybe that's a tactic with Let's Go. And I mean, if that's if that's the future of Pokemon that we're about to enter an era where there's a divergence in the the species history, right? Where there's like we have Pokemon proper and Pokemon Let's Go, and the Let's Go stuff is aimed at the casual market. It's aimed at little kids. It's aimed at brand new players, and it's casual minded, right? And Pokemon proper takes a step in the other direction and goes in the direction I've been wanting it to go for years, which is more akin to what we saw in the original game, which like a bigger focus on exploration, uh, less hand-holding, less cutscenes, less, less that kind of stuff. Like I want a Breath of the Wildization of Pokemon a little bit. I want them to open it up a little. Like I don't think we need to 
tear down all of the tropes and the things that we know about the series, but like giving us a little bit more agency and a little bit more of that kind of, I don't know, like sense of adventure that I feel like has been lost the farther we get into the games, you know, like the farther you go, the farther back you go in Pokemon's timeline, the less it's trying to tell you where to go and what to do all the time. And that's like, to me, that's a big part of what makes not just RPGs, but video games in general exciting. You know, like that's what's been fun about Red Dead Redemption 2. That was what was fun about Breath of the Wild. Like having that experience where everybody's playing the game and everybody went in a different direction. So we all saw different things. And, oh, did you go over here yet? Oh, did you know you can catch this Pokemon over here? Like that has been missing. And that's a thing that I think is really like when I think of what are the core values of Pokemon, like adventure and discovery should be a part of it. And I want I want that. I would love to see like an open world Pokemon game, really well designed, like Breath of the Wild, so there's no no empty spaces. It's all utilized correctly. I think if they went in that direction with the next game, it would sell like hotcakes. Oh my god, yeah, are you kidding me? Like regular Pokemon games sell like hotcakes, and I feel like this would be such a I think this is the thing that you could do that could get people that don't care about Pokemon to get their foot in the door. Of like, I've always thought about it, and yeah, like this is the time. You know? but I think that's what Pokemon Let's Go is meant to be. Oh, I've always cared about it. I tried that Pokemon Go thing when that was really popular. I quite liked that. Oh, this looks like that. I'll give it a try. Rather than, oh, I've been meaning to try Pokemon, but you know, I don't really like running around in video games. But I've heard about Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's clear that they want to capitalize on the Go market. Like, when Pokemon Go hit, that was the most relevant Pokemon's been on a cultural level since it came out. You know, like that, that was the, the closest we've come to like the Pokemania of the nineties, you know? And I totally understand why they'd want to get those people back in the door. And like, I know people who don't own a switch who played Pokemon go that are going to buy a switch. They can play this game. So obviously that's working for some people, right? My, my fear is just, I, I don't want Pokemon to keep moving in the same direction. It's been going like Pokemon X and Y were way too easy. Pokemon Sun and Moon were even worse when that where, where that was concerned. Like aesthetically they were great. I love the new Pokemon. I love the way that they've continued to develop the battling over the years. Like those things are not the problem. But like this handholdy, we're gonna hand you a legendary, we're gonna have an adult accompany you on your journey so you have a chaperone. Like these are things that are so lame and they go against the core tenant of like Pokemon. Like, it feels like I'm actually a 10-year-old kid going around these islands now with an adult holding my hand. Whereas, like, when I was actually a kid playing Pokemon, it felt like it was giving me a sense of agency that I wanted as a child that I couldn't have. It was like, oh, well, at least I can go on this incredible adventure, and it's just me and my Pokemon against the world, not me and my next-door neighbor and that girl that I met down the street and our adult (laughs) friend who's fucking taking us on the trip. And guiding us like that's and there's also the Pokedex that talks to you and tells you where to go and what to do. It's like, leave me alone. And I don't think this is me being an adult complaining that a kid's game is is being for kids because old Pokemon isn't like that. And if you go back and play the first four, five generations of Pokemon, they weren't like that. And I hope that you're right, Pixel, that this is going to be the split of the game for casual players and then the game for more like seasoned players. I don't think it's going to be a split. I think it's going to be this game is a stepping stone game. 
And it's oh, so you di- don't you don't think we'll ever get another Pokemon Let's Go after this? I don't think so. I think this huh. is it. They might do maybe they'll do an update for it to add more add more Pokemon or something. But unless it's a filler game, just for the sake of filling a gap year, because Pokemon's got so complex in development that it takes even longer now, and they still want to do one game a year. Unless yeah. it's that, I think this is just a one-off stepping stone to get people into the Pokemon franchise again. I kind of disagree with that. I I saw it as it was going to be every other year. It was going to be like, we get a Let's Go, then we get a proper Pokemon generation, then we get a Let's Go, then we get a proper Pokemon generation, and they were just going to remake, you know, next year we might get the Johto region rather than Kanto. Sure. I don't know, man, because I, I think the, the thing that you just said, Pixel, I haven't actually considered that too much, but... I think we're going to start getting a lot less Pokemon games if that if this isn't a regular thing because Pokemon is going to have to take more time and development resources than it used to. If people want an open world Pokemon or an online battle each other Pokemon or even just, you know, really good graphic Pokemon games, development time is going to take twice as long at least for these games. So unless Pokemon Go is the filler game for the in-between years, then you are going to get less Pokemon games as time goes on. And they're starting work on games like Town, and they're wanting new developers to put forward new ideas for new games. You know, there's all this going on at Game Freak at the same time. Well, it depends if Game Freak continues to just have hold on the on the main, on the the this kind of game, because Creatures made Detective Pikachu and kind of took that away from Game Freak Wait, rather really? than... I believe so, yeah. So that is a possibility. They could hand off... Pokemon Go to a partner or another studio. A smaller studio. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's got a million of them. You just send it to somewhere else. You're totally right. Yeah, Creatures did make it. That's so crazy. You could, you could get Creatures to do Let's Go while Game Freak focuses on the solid main new games and moves the franchise forward, but Creatures takes on, oh, we'll just remake this one again to make it look nice. Here's the engine. Here's the assets. Away you go. Yeah, and I mean, that's interesting because I think when you're talking about like the way that Pokemon has kind of traditionally worked, you know, like I think the idea of them having these two concurrent series to keep things going kind of makes sense. Cause like every Pokemon generation, they make a new engine and then they make the re-release of something old with that engine. And like, I wonder, I wonder if that might be the, the schedule we get on, right. Where like, Game Freak makes the initial game and then Creatures takes over and does, you know, the the secondary like part of the generation, right? And then we get a Let's Go game and then we start over again. That's the thing. It could just be, you know, this game is a result of testing what was possible for them to do on the Switch. The same way we got Wind Waker HD on the Wii U when they were testing out graphical styles for Zelda Wii U that we now know as a wild. There's so many possibilities as to why this game exists. Yeah. My my one concern is I don't want this to replace the re-releases that we get of, like, the, the older gens. Like, I don't want us to not get another Heart Gold, Soul Silver, or, you know, Fire Red, Leaf Green, because now we're doing Let's Go. Which seems like a, a, a possibility if these are popular. But, I mean, hey. How would you feel if they took the uh, Let's Go engine, remade the game, but left the battle capture mechanic in? So it's the same game but it's just using the graphical style and the engine of let's go i'd be fine with that i don't have any problem with the way that let's go looks my my issue with it is the simplification of an already very simple game 
And uh, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see how we feel about it next week because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Just quickly, what um, version are you both getting? Evie, I'm getting Pikachu for me and Evie for my partner. I'm getting Pikachu, but I wanted Evie, but my partner wants Pikachu. So. <laughs> <laughs> he wins. <laughs> I got first dibs. So I'd prefer to have Pikachu, to be honest. Yeah, I, I went with, I mean, I was going to go with Eevee either way, just because I think I'd rather have an Eevee than a Pikachu. But um, when they made the announcement of the version exclusives and they were like, oh, the Pokemon Blue version exclusives are in Eevee and the red ones are in Pikachu. I was like, game over, baby. I'm a blue guy. I'm a blue yeah. man. Oh, I didn't realize that. He's going to be pissed off now because he loves blue. But uh, all I want is Snorlax. I'm just going to like run around on Snorlax back the entire time <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what is interesting just looking forward at the pokemon franchise is when let's go was obviously it began translation and i i put some initial tweets about that when it was happening um what's interesting this time around is with the upcoming game the translators a lot of them that worked on pokemon let's go haven't finished working which they have on previous games you think they're still working on something else so in my mind, it would be logical that they're already starting with translation work for the next game, and they've just gone straight from Let's Go, continuing on the next one. I mean, the game comes out in 2019, right? So that seems reasonable. Like, localization is probably one of the last things that they're going to do. So if the game is coming out, and we talked about this, I think, in a previous episode, uh, Pokemon games traditionally come out in either, I think, March? It's, it's like spring or fall. Mm-hmm. So if it's a March game, it's like six months away or four months no, away. No, they, they've said it's a late. They went from a 2019 to a late 2019 game. You've got games like uh, New Super Mario Brothers U and Luigi's Mansion coming, potentially Animal Crossing if the leak that we sure. put out is correct. So there's going to be a lot going on at the early half of the year. So I think they'll probably want to save Pikachu for, sorry, Pokemon for the other half of the year. And you you probably don't want to release it too close to Let's Go either. You got to think Let's Go will only be a couple months old at that point. So I think think predicting it for a September release is probably, or maybe, you know, September to November even. But I think that window probably makes the most sense. And, you know, if, 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 uh, if it is that far away, like, I don't, it doesn't seem unreasonable to think that that's where they're at in the process. Because, like, once you get all of the localization and all that stuff done, there is still, like, if there's an online element, they're going to have to do server testing. Like, they're going to have to work out printing and all that kind of stuff. So, seems reasonable. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting because generally translation starts. So, say it's a November release. Localization for a Pokemon game, historically, would start around January earliest with a recruitment drive around then. And then February would kind of be when the bulk of the work starts happening. But it's just interesting that this time, translation started potentially a lot earlier. Yeah, I wonder if it is just as simple as what you said, like they finished up on Let's Go and it's like, all right, well, why go through the process of like, you know, getting rid of these people and rehiring? Like, let's just barrel through if we are ready, you know? A lot of them them are freelance translators that work on these games based on the recruitment things that go up so it, it could also be longer because the game's bigger yeah that's what i'm thinking maybe this next game is there's a lot more to it than people are going to expect which i i kind of i i hope so <laughs> <laughs> a, 
again, it could just be a case of this one's releasing a bit earlier in the year. Um, generally, there's you kind of have about six months after localization kind of comes towards an end, and then the game's released. So maybe this one's coming out in October, September, rather than November next year. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I thought I'd throw it out for discussion. All right, so as we tease at the top uh, for our final discussion point today, we are going to do a little bit of reacting to the Detective Pikachu trailer, which dropped earlier this week, uh, and we've got a uh, first look at it up on uh, loopots.com. But uh, just, like, you know, what, what are our initial thoughts on this one? I, I didn't expect it to look like it looked, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like, when they announced that they were doing a live-action Pokemon movie that was, like, mixed animation and all that kind of stuff like i was like oh cool so we're we're gonna get you know semi-realistic 3d pokemon i was not expecting them to look so like animalistic i thought it was gonna be like a roger rabbit situation where they were proper cartoony anime ones and like they've got hair and (laughs) mr mime is frightening (laughs) like i i don't know i actually i thought he that was one of the least creepy mr mimes ever looked to me <laughs> and Charizard looks absolutely badass. Yeah, like full on dragon. I was, I was digging that. Um, yeah. Well, and Psyduck si- and Jigglypuff are a bit weird. But. Jigglypuff, he, Jigglypuff, like with that scowl. I was just like, oh, that's intim- <laughs> that's intimidating. That's legit. Like those giant eyes are unsettling. <laughs> just with Ryle, Ryan Reynolds doing the voiceover, you're just expecting Pikachu to swear at some point every time he talks yeah. as well. <laughs> Yeah, like, that should be Deadpool in there, <laughs> dude. It's it's so funny to me how many people have been saying that because like I got I got into uh, a tiff with a friend of mine because he was like, oh, I just heard this and all I can think of is Deadpool, and I was like, that's the laziest fucking take imaginable. And then everyone on the internet is just like, oh, it's Deadpool. It's like, guys, Ryan Reynolds is just quippy. That's just what he does. Like, I've, I I don't know if I've seen Ryan Reynolds in any of the film though. That's the problem. Right. I've I've got I've got a film you guys have to watch if you haven't seen it. What's that? And if you're young, don't watch this film at all. Completely avoid it. Right. As in under eighteen, just don't watch it. Um, it's okay. called The Voices. It's just called The Voices, and Ryan Reynolds plays a serial killer. What? So it's, it's a dark comedy. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and his cat and his dog, so he's, he's kind of, I presume he's mentally ill at the same time, but his cat and his dog can talk to him. Okay, gonna go to the voices. and say, yes, mentally ill. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Hey, watch it. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's called The Voices. I'm going to check that out. Okay, that's a bit of homework. I'm going to watch that and I'll, we can talk about it next week. Every every time I hear Ryan Reynolds' voice, especially on like Pikachu, that's all I picture in my head, him in that film. Pikachu as a serial killer? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just funny because like the, the first thing I said, I was like, oh, so like is Zoolander too much like Deadpool for you too? It's like Ryan Reynolds is like quippy in every movie he's in. He's always quippy and sarcastic. What about the film as a whole, though? Like, the after you go past the initial shock of, oh, shit, Pikachu has glassy-looking eyes and hair, like, what did you think of the overall film? I'm all in on this. I'm all in on this. Like, I, I was all in on this movie as a meme before the trailer of just, like, listen, there is no way that this isn't going to be an enjoyable experience. Because you go in and it's either going to be a good movie... And you'll like it. And it's like, oh, that was like a good family-friendly animated picture. 
or it's going to be a dumpster fire, and then it's going to be the next Super <laughs> Mario Brothers movie. That's a win-win, baby. <laughs> They're the two ways it's going to go. And from the trailer, it looks nice and seems good, but that could just be selective cuts sure. for the trailer. And I'm very wary of what a full-length film is going to turn out like. I think it's going to be a fun bubblegum movie. You just watch it and, you know, chow down on the popcorn and just go along for the ride. I think it's going to be a fun action film. Family yeah. friendly. I'd love to see a proper gritty Pokemon where Charizard actually chews up Pikachu and there's blood <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> One day. We're not, we're not there yet. We're not in gritty reboot territory yet. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree, man. I think, I think for me as an adult going to see this movie that is clearly aimed at children. Like, the 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 wow factor of getting to see the Pokemon realized in a realistic way is going to be enough for me to have enjoyment out of it. You know, I think as long as it's not, like, actively bad, then... Even if it is, it'll probably be funny. You know, like, I, I really don't see that... I don't see myself not enjoying this movie. Do we know what age rating it's got yet? I'm just curious. No, but I'm going to guess PG or 12A at the most in the UK. Yeah, like, I can't imagine they're going to take a Pokemon movie PG-13. Like, they want as many kids as possible to go see this. Yeah, it's just strange because the kind of the direction they've gone in with the visuals of the film is not what I would expect them to do if they were pitching to kids exclusively. It reminds me of kind of a, an aesthetic of uh, Jurassic World, like sort of that uh, clean and like modern look. But that was only, a, I think that was a 12A. Yeah. And I mean, like it does have elements of it that seem a little like dark, but I don't think it's because it's going to be like edgy. I think it's because they want to like lean into the nor angle of like, well, it's a detective story, you know? And like detective stories are supposed to be a little dark and a little neon and a little... Kind of like you see some CD stuff, you know, and like I think it's going to be a like family friendly version of that. Like we saw an interrogation scene, right? So it's like I feel like they're going to play with a lot of those kind of like cop buddy gumshoe kind of movies, but in a family friendly, silly, you know, Pokemon kind of way. That re that reminded me of the scene in uh, Monsters Inc. where they're. Uh doing it to sully and mike are doing it to what's his name is it randall, randall? yeah yeah randall. <laughs> and then they swap him out for the uh the guy with the his lips go crazy after they suck all the life oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah in terms of just initial impressions like i really don't i don't think that i could feel more positive about it no me neither i i thought i was gonna hate this film yeah and it looks a lot better than than I ever expected. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it'd be one that I'll check out in the cinema. I also just never thought we would get a movie like this. Like this is like uh th this kind of movie has been in development hell for forever. You know, like there's always been talk of what if they did a live action Pokemon movie. And then I remember when I was a teacher. You know, I was I was this is like going on three or four years ago now. I think. Uh, I, I remember there was an article I used in one of my class examples about how they had just gotten the rights in order for a live action, like mixed Pokemon movie. And I was like, that'll never happen. And then when they announced that it was Detective Pikachu, I was like, really? This is the direction we're going? Not a movie about a Pokemon trainer catching Pokemon and bat? No? All right. And Ryan Reynolds is okay, whatever. And then, <laughs> but it looks good. It does. It looks good. 
I think the production value is like a lot better than I was expecting. They're going to pump a lot of money into it. This is, you know, a valuable IP that they've just got. They've got the kind of exclusive rights to make into a live action. They're not. They're going to not mess it up. In, yeah, on purpose. So th- this is one to keep an eye out for. I think. You know, I, I I'm definitely interested. Uh, I imagine we'll all go see it and do a review when it comes out, right? Maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think Steve just he he like kind of shrugged. So if it's two against one, you got to do it. <laughs> but uh, I'm very interested in hearing what you listeners at home thought about this one. So if you want to hit us up, remember you can uh, write in at podcast at p o t s c a s t at lupots.com and let us know what you thought. Hit us up at lupots on Twitter. Or visit us at loopots.com and let us know what you thought about this or any of the other stories that we discussed uh, today. And uh, maybe we'll read them on the air next week. No one's taking me up on that offer yet. Write in. I know you're listening. You comment on Twitter. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> maybe they tune out by the time I get to the plugs. That's probably the problem. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, please go give us a like on your platform of choice. Hit us up at Apple Podcasts. Like it if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Click the notification bell. All that fun stuff. We'll catch you next week for another episode of the Podcast.